You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On ACC. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope everything went well for you. Make sure that if you have not yet, I strongly encourage you to get all of your ACC conference news. No other place better than Locked On ACC, hosted by me, my fellow co-hosts. You can follow Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Joining me on this Monday edition of Locked On ACC, Kitten Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack here to talk through Bobby Bowden, his legacy. We're going to talk about the Olympics concluding, Don Staley deciding to step down, former Virginia standout, and after six Olympics, she is done Have that conversation. And then finally, some summer league action. Who are excited to see who in the ACC has been already balling out, if any, and of course, maybe some answering lingering questions we might have for some of our current or future superstars. Ken Gibbs, hope you have a great start to your day. Monday is here. Are you ready, rocking and rolling, ready to go? You know, I'm like I'm a lot like the Rock. I got to get a cold shower to wake up in the morning. Uh, but any day I got to do locked on ACC, I'm good to go. This is my caffeine. This is my coffee. So I'm excited to be here. Hopefully we can get some good things done and talk about some of these sports, even on a, a very somber day where we are uh, obviously have to discuss the passing of a legend in Bobby Bowden. Not only are we doing that, but sorry to have an aside, but I truly do not understand. And speaking of The Rock, former Miami standout, I don't understand this whole thing with showers and people wanting to willingly tell you that they do not have great hygiene and they do not practice great hygiene. I'm not understanding what that's about. It's kind of weird. Well, it's a conspiracy, but no, but seriously, um, I I agree. It's gross. I don't know what this whole, oh, if my kids get in the pool, that's their shower for the day thing is about. Uh, but it does seem to be coming from a certain section of social media. If I can say that here, I, I think you know what section I'm talking. Safe space. But of course, we are all jokes here, but sometimes you got to be a little serious. And of course, we want to highlight the great coach, Bobby Bowden, who passed over the weekend, the 44-year coaching career with 377 career wins, second most in FBS history, a two-time national champion of Florida State, 1993 and 1999, 32 bowl appearances and 21 bowl wins, second among, second most among all coaches and an inductee into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2006. Very much saddened from a lot of people around, you know, the Twitterverse and everyone in sports. Leaves behind a great legacy statement from the ACC, from ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips saying, quote, our hearts are heavy as we mourn the passing of Bobby Bowden. ACC Florida State and the entire college athletics family have lost a true giant. Coach Bowden was one of the most successful, humble, and endearing individuals who was also one of the most decorated football coaches in history. Throughout my several interactions with Coach Bowden, it was clear that he was warm, friendly, caring, and always made people smile. It was no secret that Coach Bowden genuinely loved his players, the Florida State community, and college football. On behalf of the entire ACC family, our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Ann, and the Bowden family. Great statement. 
you know, and for me personally, can I just say, I think whenever someone has like a controversial end towards their legacy, I get a little jaded because yes, well, I do think on the football field, he did a lot of great things. He made a lot of players better, heartwarming, you know, to hear some of their reflections. But also when I look at the turbulent times that we're currently experiencing for him to kind of back certain people, it made me a little hesitant to be like, oh yeah, Bobby Bowden, like so heartbroken about that situation. Can't even lie. I'm just going to be, this is our show. Keep it real here. That's just my thought. I a thousand percent agree with what you're saying and your feelings are very valid, right? Like the statements about the, you know, these guys want to emulate single mothers and all that. Sure. Right. As a child of a single mother, I get it. I get why certain things are um, upsetting in that fashion. However, one thing that I always try to say in, in my, in my particular uh, brand of, of covering sports, which everybody's not obligated to follow. This is just a Kenton thing. My personal thing is at the end of the day, I'm here to talk about what you did on the field, what you did on the court, what you did on the ice, on the clay, on whatever surface you happen to play on. Because trust me, all of us, we put our pants on two, one leg at a time. Um, we all bleed the same way and we all are human. We're all going to have things that we do that if, if people found out about them, they look at us a little funny. So in discussing his legacy, it's just like any other legend that died, right? I'm, everything that Kobe did was not, Great. Still, people mourned him. And, and Bobby Bowden was an innovator in so many ways. The two-time national champ uh, had a few Heisman winners. He also was a guy who was the leading the charge a little bit in terms of throwing the ball for Power 5 teams. Because remember now, when he was throwing the ball 20, 30 times a game, that's when Nebraska was great, where they just had all these big, huge corn-fed linemen that were coming down the hill at you. Colorado was great with Coach Mack and that triple option. They were pulling all the quarterbacks. The fastest person in California was going to be that quarterback every year. I mean, it, he revolutionized the game. And so at the end of the day, I understand people have their rights to feel however they want to feel about different aspects of people's lives or different things that people have said or done or supported. I'm in, in talking about him. I'm only going to talk about his legacy for what he did on him. And that's my choice. You have your, you know, very, very valid feelings about um, things you did off the as well. And that's okay. hundred percent. It's cool to have a, a complicated legacy, which I'm sure we all have when it's all said and done. But overall, you know, what he's done for Florida State, you know, all the pressure being on Coach Norvell. As you think about, you know, what he's trying to do with that program and bring it back to Coach Bowden's status, right? Bring it back to that legacy. Even with Jimbo Fisher talking about trying to, have eras and, you know, trying to emulate everything that Coach Bowden did and bringing a national championship Coach Fisher did was certainly a part of building that legacy. And again, hoping that Coach Norvell can try and keep building upon what everyone knows is a seminal way, right? Is always having that championship mentality. And I think a lot of why guys still consider and even guys transferring like Jermaine Johnson II, when you talk about him from Georgia wanting to come to a Florida State, you come based on that brand loyalty, and that's exactly what Coach Bowden built. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day, when we look at Florida State before Coach Bowden got, right, the team was not poor, right? Don't, don't let Lee Corso hear you call it poor, or else you're going to have to see him. But he took that thing to another level. He took that thing to another level and had that team competitive year in and year out, and he was flatly an icon in the game. I mean, 
when you look at the coaches who have the most wins, the coaches who were uh, the longest tenured, they're not necessarily the guys who have all the championships, right? Like at the end of the day, Nick's, Nick Saban has more championships than just about anybody except Bear Bryant, or maybe he's passed them at this point. But the fact of the matter is simple. The, he was a guy who won, he dominated, he set a standard, and he did a great job uh, building up an absolute powerhouse down there in Tallahassee. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more when Jersey Drake joins the show for Freestyle Friday. But we're going to talk about another coach who has clearly a legacy of her own, Coach Don Staley, former Virginia graduate. And all the 121 ACC athletes who competed at the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, we're going to give them a shout out just up here in a second. After I say, listen, did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports will lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools, more time. You don't stand a chance. But introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. That hero is showing your their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Think that it's very good if you're trying to be in that fantasy world. I personally love when I can know what I have in front of me. I do not like surprises whatsoever. You are in total control. That hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Place that hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. You're joining Kitten Gibbs today on our Monday recap show. Again, honoring Bobby Bowden's legacy and now Switching gears, talking about Dawn Staley, who has a legacy in her own right after six Olympics. She has six medals to boot, finding out that, oddly enough, did you know that coaches don't get medals? Or, like, don't, not in the same conversations, only the athletes that get medals? I had no clue. I thought it was, like, a championship ring situation where it's, like, everybody who's a part of that thing gets one. No, like, you get to be a part of the whole kind of experience, but you don't necessarily get a medal unless you are participating in the event, which is crazy. But Coach Dawn Staley is literally a legend in her own right. She is the University of South Carolina women's head basketball coach. She won an Olympics as a player, as an assistant coach, and now she won as a head coach. But she announced today that after winning, after dominating, right, she is going to step down. She says six is enough. She's finished. She's full and she's ready to take on her next adventure and you know maybe get her ultimately another championship with USC, maybe take her talents to the NBA, but she is done with USA basketball. I want immediate thoughts on her deciding that, you know, enough is enough. She's full. I mean, I, I think the people seem to forget something about uh, these, these games and, and specifically the sport of basketball. America is so far ahead of everybody else. It really doesn't matter who we get to go no offense to Don Staley. She did a great job. She is a great coach. 
It does not matter. You or I could get out there and coach Team USA to a champion or to a gold medal. I mean, the men's team has lost what five games in their entire existence, and that's even including the time before pros were allowed to play. The women's team, I believe, have lost less games than that. So I mean, you know, all right. It's, you know, maybe honestly, you wouldn't want me out there because all I would say is make free throws and have fun, guys, because that's about my extensive basketball knowledge. So I'm just going to put that out there. Pick and roll, pass the rock. Uh, what else? What is it called? I don't know. Defense, all that good stuff. So Coach Cooper would not be great. But let me just remind you, after three golds as an athlete in 96, 2000, 2004, two as an assistant coach in 2008 and 2016, and now one as a head coach in 2020, You've done all you need to do. At some point, the traveling got to be too much. I just think maybe she's over it. And that's okay. People don't, I think people are so used to people wanting to be on teams forever and dominating forever. Like maybe she's bored and that's okay. And not only that, I mean, at the end of the day, her obligation to South Carolina feels a little more important. I mean, let's be honest here. It feels a little more important. Like I said, the biggest thing that I tell people all the time is, The way in which we judge people, the way in which we measure people, or the way in which folks measure their importance is by replacement level, right? So, for example, in the the dating world, right, a person who is a a 10 in Saline, Michigan, is not also a 10 in Miami. Those are two different scales of people. You're two different scales of a child. You're looking at a different situation. So, what am I saying by saying that? What I'm saying is Don Staley knows that Team USA basketball is, compared to the rest of the world, regardless of what we do, we'll be fine. And she feels like, I won six gold medals with this team, or rather four, or three, three, because she did three as a player, and those are the only ones you get. But I won three as a player. I've led teams to three as a coach. What else is there for me to prove? And I mean, she's right. What, and, and also... What does the team lose out by me not being here? Not much. Not much. What do I gain by not being here? More time to focus and drill down on USC. Because USC, while they are a very good team, while she does do a great job with them, I'm just going to say she played my Wolfpack last year, and uh, we went on down there and stole us one in Columbia. All right? So, you know, I, I, I understand her, her uh, decision here. A hundred percent. So shout out to her for getting that gold medal along with Chelsea Grave from a Duke graduate who took home the gold among other women who certainly stood out. Another Duke grad, Jason Tatum, held it down on the men's side. 121 athletes from the ACC competed in the Olympics. We saw some from Virginia for swimming. We saw them from all over for track and field. UNC guys from Carolina. It was such a good ex- experience. To me, though, I still, if you watch enough real-life sports, Real sports with Brian Gumble. You watch too many documentaries, which is my Achilles heel. You kind of see the inside scoop of things. Your whole outlook and glimpse of the Olympics is definitely, again, jaded. I don't know why I'm having a jaded episode today, but I just think that I feel for people who had to, like, you know, have their homes ripped away or probably dealing with COVID that we just randomly stopped talking about after a while. Like, I'm sure there are people in that village who had COVID, but nobody wanted to sit there and say anything, right? It's just a lot going on and it's very it's high anxiety for me you know as a reporter just living out here in the world to pretend as if there's not craziness going on and yet and still we're trying to have quote-unquote normals 
Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? And I don't want to make this too heavy, but if we really are, if we really take a close look and examination at there is always really wildly terrible things going on. At any given moment, there is liable to be like eight different hashtags about a bunch of active genocides that, you know, and, and, and not to say that that's on the same level as like, oh, the Olympics is on the same level of, of badness from that standpoint. But almost everything in life comes with, you know, some type of uh, downside, drawback, things along those lines. At the end of the day, congratulations to these athletes. I'm sure they enjoyed themselves uh, despite the cardboard beds, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm Congratulations to everybody, whether you medaled or not. If you went to the Olympics, that means you're one of the top, what, 15, 20 at what you do in the world of billions of people. You're at the top 20 of what you're doing. And granted, billions of people don't play your sport or are not physically able to, but you get my point. Out of however many people do what you do, you're one of the tops in the world or they're one of the tops in the world. Congratulations to them. Congratulate them if you see them, whether they medaled or not, because this is still a huge accomplishment just to get there. So that's just my thoughts on it. You know, of course, there are downsides to having the Olympics and all that. Of course, there are downsides to having the Olympics and the pandemic. But it is what it is. Uh, Things went off and, you know, everybody seems to be healthy uh, on the back end. So that's you can't ask for much more than that. Absolutely. And, you know, I think overall, the highlights for me was Simone Biles' Simone Biles' fight not competing the majority of her events. I think it opened that door and had the strong conversation about mental health, which a lot of athletes, especially Olympic athletes, when you think about the fact that they only compete every four years, right, and you're only glorified if you get a gold medal, I think it was different this year to finally love on people for getting silver to love on people for getting bronze and not be like, oh, well, it's not as mentioned or highlighted as frequently or as high or as has the same importance because it's not gold. I think just taking time to recognize how much these athletes have gone through was just superb, right? It's so much better and more relaxing and freeing if people get the opportunity to just say, hey, I'm here. I'm doing my damn I'm doing the absolute best that I can under the circumstances. And I'm thriving. Hell, a lot of them world record shattering, Olympic records, American records, all of those things that I think overall is a positive takeaway that hopefully they'll carry within them through 2024. And we blink, Paris will be right here. So I think it's going to be, you're going to see a lot of the same names because if anything, you've got three years left as opposed to training for four, why not keep going? You know, I'm, I, the, the conversation around small Biles, I didn't really like because uh, it is mostly had through social media and social media is the place where nuance goes to die. But with that being said, um, my, the highlight of this thing for me would probably be uh, Team USA's men's basketball pulling off the goal despite uh, a very shaky start, right? We have never seen Team USA lose two games back to back. Exhibition, full game, uh, exhibition, uh, um, a game that's towards seeding from LA, anything. We've never seen Team USA lose two back. I was extremely concerned. My panic meter was on nine and a half when we talk about this team getting gold. And yet they found a way to do it. They figured it out. And, and you know, everybody keeps talking about, oh, the rest of the world is catching up. The rest of the world is catching up. I'm going to tell you this. The rest of the world, how many of the countries out of the rest of the world were missing their actual best players? 
USA did not. First of all, LeBron James, until he decides to stop putting on sneakers, is probably going to be the best player in the world. So let's let's start there. You got an Anthony Davis, an American-born guy who one of the best to do it. Chris Paul, the guy that people call point guard, ACC, Wake Forest, one of the best to do it. Just don't ask him to do it in the finals. But one of the best to do it. But he didn't play. Now, imagine some of these other countries from around the world if you take away their top three guys. It's hard for France to be in the conversation without Evan Fournier as well. I feel you. Matisse Tybal. No, Matisse Tybal was Australian. It's right? hard for Serbia to be in a conversation without Luka. Slovenia. Slovenia okay. Slo- wouldn't even been there. <laughs> Slovenia without Luka and whatever two random guys are they next two up. I will say, Patty Mills is the Chris Paul of European play. Ooh wee, ooh wee. There, there was a picture actually. <laughs> there was a picture of uh, Damian Lillard uh, staring at Evan Fournier at the free throw line, and um, the the caption for the picture was Damian Lillard says these players are playing totally different for their countries uh, than they do in the NBA, and he was really looking at Evan Fournier like that. He had that. You acted totally different. Look on his face. But I mean, I think that speaks to how much pride goes into the Olympic Games and how much pride goes into representing your country. And I think for so many, we take for granted how great this, you know, well, I should say how great a lot of people feel like this country is. But for some who come from certain situations in their respective countries, like it means a hell of a lot. And you can maybe never have to buy yourself a beer again if you went in Australia, right? So, like, you'd be shrimping on the barbie until you're blue in the face. I'll, I'll tell you this much. Uh, <laughs> with all of the different animals that can kill you in Australia, uh, if they could just give me some, like, everlasting rage, right? If I want a gold medal and they were like, Can, we'll get you some some something that kills any bug that comes near you, any snake that comes near you, any, hey, you got it. I'll train my behind off. You will never see me outside the gym, okay? But, you know, these at the end of the day, these everybody tries really, really hard to represent their country and all that. And I get it. The only thing that I will say is this: NBA players, for the most part, what you are risking if you get a serious injury, if you are seriously hurt, something like that is a lot more of an incentive than most of the players on the other countries have. A lot of countries did not have five, six, seven, eight double-digit NBA player. Everybody on Team USA was in the NBA or will be very soon. I mean, that's, that's just real. Luis Scola was for Argentina, played for Argentina. Luis Scola is like, what, 45? He's Luis Scola, but that's my point, though. Yeah. He's, I'm sure that he's still a wonderful, fantastic player, according to FIBA rules. Put him in on Team America. See, who does he replace? Who? Who? Like, that's just the reality of it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think that we're looking at a situation with Pop where he's probably not going to be there in 2024. And I don't think okay. that we'll have either one of these coaches in 2024, but we're, we're Team USA. When it comes to basketball, all those other sports, you got a shot, the rest of the world. You got a shot. When it comes to sprints, hmm, the wrong person touched the devil's lettuce, you got a shot, right? You, you're, you'll get a, a chance. When it comes to swimming, yeah, some of these other countries, You'll get a chance here and there when we don't have a Michael Phelps or a Ledecky or Simone uh, Manuel. Uh, well, you got a shot. Come on, you better know Simone. You got a shot. Okay. But, but when I'm talking about uh, basketball, women or men, 
Didn't we win the women's three on three and the men's three on three? That isn't that is an event that I think we can. I'm just we saying. can have a whole episode of events that should and should not be in Olympics, and that might be next Monday's Look, conversation. That, my whole point is this: okay. regardless of what we put out there, okay, we could we could fill our last three roster spots on Team USA with a half-eaten Snickers, a Roomba that uh, is on full battery life, and a pair of Beats by Dre, and we'd be okay. We'd be all right. You know what I mean? What sub the beats by Dre with a with a a, a built bar? We'd still be perfectly fine, okay? So I mean, the fact of the matter is, we certain things we'll be all right at for as long as uh as long as till as old as time, you know. And um, shout out to Team USA, shout out to all the athletes that represented this country, shout out to all the athletes out the ACC that represented their country, shout out to all the Olympics, regardless of where you're from, even if you ain't part of the ACC. If we're gonna talk about the Olympics, shout out to you because you did your thing, okay? All right. Well, if you guys are looking to vote to bet on any sports action throughout the fall, I strongly encourage you guys to hit up Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, college football, and more. Before the next pitch, make sure you guys head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Wrapping up the show quickly, we talked about Bobby Bowden and his great legacy, Don Staley, of course, and the rest of our Olympians who we're so, so proud of. And then finally, you know, it's summertime, so you know our guys are in Vegas. Just one person, right? Because we're wrapping up the show here. Mm-hmm. Please tell me who you're excited to see for Summer League as we get kick things off. Well, I mean, the number one pick, Kay Cunningham, is my guy. But if we got to go with somebody from the ACC. This is locked on ACC. The, oh, the center for Florida State. You know what I mean? The, the big guy that's going to be rolling with, Cade. I got to see how you going to do because I'm going to tell you right now. I know that Cade and Luca Garza are going to be all right. Are you going to make the squad, young man, and are you going to make the squad better? Those are my questions Please for you. Please tell me the child's name. I cannot pronounce his name. It I, can't, I know what it is. I just don't know how to pronounce it, and I don't try. want to butcher his name. Ma'am, please don't embarrass me like this. Please not, try. Not not in front of the fans, okay? I'm going to tell, while you figure it out, I'm going to tell y'all I'm really excited to see Dayron Sharp out of the Brooklyn, from the Brooklyn Nets, recently just signed his contract. I think Dayron's really going to put on display his abilities to show why he's a big man, why he easily got into league and got picked as high as people thought he was going to maybe fall in the draft, but he really landed in the perfect position. He's going to be a part of a great team. If you have not checked out Locked on Nets, I strongly encourage you to do that. I did a little segment there talking about Dayron and why some of the things, why he slipped through the cracks a little bit, learning his little freshman you know, hiccups. And now that he's ready to flourish for summer league, I think he's going to do extremely well, now, do you have the guy from Florida State who you're just dying to tell me is going to do well for Cade Cunningham? Cade, by the way, is a vegan, and I think that's probably the first vegan I've ever heard of being a number one guy. So I know how to pronounce Bossa easily, but Copravica? Yes, that's not even hard. Balsa Copravica is an easy name to pronounce. Yes. Not to mention, we're saying this with 100% confidence when it may be extremely wrong. Copravica is the right name. How do you know that? 
Because you heard him say it like yes, that. Okay. Not, were you not listening to Adam Silver on night, uh, draft night? Oh, and and GMs have never messed up a name before. I'm sorry, um, commissioners. Lee, commissioners have never messed up a name before. Certainly, this would be a first. I'm sure. I think Adam Silver is the type that he takes time to practice. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that he, he pra- gives me time. He I'm, gives me those vibes that he practices people's names. I'm sure that he practiced the 58. God has an earpiece that gives says it for him. In the draft, there are 60 players drafted. He takes the time. Number 58. All right, means you were two from last. Yeah, he took the time. Anybody it was in the probably world pronounced phonetically in his ear. If you can work on DJ Uigalele, we can work on Bolsa Kubervika. First of all, I heard I've heard him say his name plenty of times. First of all, have you? Second of all, I've never. You could just go with DJ. You could just say DJ and you'll be just fine. I've never heard DJ say his name. I'm not even gonna lie. Even the name Balsa. How do you pronounce DJ? Not sure. I'm pronouncing. No. Yes, it is. It's Uigalele. It's Uigalele. No, it's not. (laughs) But see, but see, this is my point right here. This is my point. This is my point right here. You are tickled pink by this. And this is my point for Balsa. But now what if I'm pronouncing Balsa's name wrong too? Because I just had a lot of confidence that I was pronouncing DJ's last name right. And here you come, grammar police, saying that I'm pronouncing it wrong. So you, you want me to pronounce these people's names. And now you're not going to hear it right until Friday when we ask DJ, Jersey Drake, what the right name is. So now you're not going to hear me say any other name <laughs> that I'm not Balsa. a host for sure. Balsa. Balsa K. So now, you hear the difference in the way I'm pronouncing it and you're pronouncing it? I'm saying Balsa. You're saying Balsa. Which one is it? Is it Balsa? Like, it, it sounds like with a U. Is it Balsa with an L? Is it like a Balsa thing where it, it sounds like one of the Balsa brothers with an extra L in it? All right. We're just being foolish at this point. We strongly encourage you guys to hit us up at Locked on ACC. Tell us which ones that you kind of find are the better pronunciations and we'll just roll with that so we you know hit us up on twitter you'll follow us there and want to end by reminding you guys that built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with nine delicious flavors that are 100 percent covered in chocolate we strongly encourage you to get this great tasting protein bar my favorite flavor of course would be mint brownie if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Get your macros in there, all that good protein, only four grams of sugar. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, we'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. And as we round out, if you have not yet, I strongly encourage you to hit up Locked on Bets. Betting on the league that you love, betting on any of the teams in our conference doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. All the Locked on Bets podcasts brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Make sure you come back tomorrow as we will talk through more of the Olympics and we'll have more conversations as we get ready and excited for football season because it really is right around the corner. Until next time. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mm-hmm.